So the cyclists are the uh, midway point between humankind and pure energy. We have Lynn Ingram. Lynn, we're bringing everybody in. It's going to be an all-out bike party today. We have Jim Shannon, too. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Lynn and Jim Shannon. Lynn, give us your bio. Give us your two, three-sentence bio. Tell us who you are for everybody out there. I'm a lifetime cyclist. I've been riding like 50 years this year, which is really a long time. I was talking to my childhood next door neighbor earlier today about it because we all got 10 speeds one summer and that was the end of the story, the beginning and the end. And uh, I've been riding race bikes you know, ever since. Um, so I know the joy of being able to just jump on a bike and ride through the city and go where you wanna go, go to the zoo, go get an ice cream, have a hot dog with your friends, go get a shake. And I just would hope that other people would have a chance to do that and to, to learn that freedom, the fitness, the fun. I mean, I'm in my 60s and I'm still not overweight. I mean, I'm, I look, you know, like I could probably shed five pounds, but I'm not even bullshitting. I seriously didn't think that you were that age. Really? My children yeah. are like almost 40, man. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane to me. So, do you think it's bicycles that totally. I mean, you've been going for 50 years. That's crazy. 50 years and I've only I've only been hit recently I mean I've been able to dodge traffic all these years and weave and do all these different things right on the double yellow line I can go through the cars and get on double yellow line Um, I think that's actually the safer place to be than the right side sometimes it's been you know people yell at cyclists and say oh what are you doing you're weaving through traffic no I'm getting away from the guy back there (laughs) that's yelling at me and wants to take me out so this is the only way I'm going to get out of it get on the double yellow and bust a U and get out of there but um yeah I've only been hit recently in the past five years all these years I've been able to avoid it and I think it's because, you know, with all of our traffic, our lanes are a little bit more narrow now. And um, there's no place to get out of the way. It depends on what's what part of the city you're in. If you're in an older grid. Yeah. Where pre uh, car, pre auto era grid neighborhood, Lemert Park, uh, Silver Lake, Echo Park, downtown L.A., Hollywood. They're all pre-car era, so the streets are tighter and the lanes are narrow. But I feel like that's almost like a safer place to ride because traffic is just going kind of slow. Like, like, like when I visited New York for the first time before the kind of bike lane thing happened, mm-hmm. like I, I was kind of scared. I was intimidated, but it, I found that New York was actually, to me, easier to ride because the cars are going not that fast like 20 slow, 30 yeah. miles an hour yeah you yeah. know Eight so it felt like sometimes yeah so you could weave and you could do the center lane and and get around cars but here in LA like it's a crapshoot because depending on the time of day cars can be going 50 miles an hour yeah you know on a relatively residential type of street too it's crazy it is, and, and there's an impatience factor going on, too. Um, it could be related to the, the driving instructions. 
people are listening and they're just thinking 500 feet, turn right. And so people have their <laughs> mind engaged in something else other than looking at the people on the street. Their mind is now saying 500 feet, I'm going to make a hard right. And they're programmed to just obey. So I, I don't think that they're driving the way we used to drive when you're I, actually part of the road and the environment. But you Let's do bring in Jim Chanman. Let's bring in Jim Chanman. We're going to bring everybody on. It's going to be a total bike okay, party. Right very now. good. Jim, come on on. Jim Shanman, he's the executive director of, uh, of uh, Walk and Rollers. I call him the Mr. Rogers of the <laughs> bike scene, which is a complete compliment, I'm telling you, because it like, is. I, I, it I, is. Work, I work for Jim on uh, pamphlets, like designing pamphlets for, for schools so that parents can learn how to walk your kid to school or ride your bike to school or drive safely around school, which is incredible that we need this, but we do need this. And Jim produces a lot of materials like that with his nonprofit. And uh, I'm always excited to work on stuff like that because it's, it's useful. You know, it's like I used to work for whatever brand, soda brand, car brand. Those are like poisonous to society you know and like jim's working on stuff that's helpful to society yeah. it's really amazing jim shannon come on where are you i'm actually i'm actually this is embarrassing i'm in my car today what uh, yeah i know well, car <laughs> yeah i know and it's 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 a weird feeling but um there's there's jim. a good reason for that i've been in my car a lot lately because we've been hauling bikes all over the city so we can get them repaired and get them to people that don't have bikes so oh, as much this. as uh don was was spot on about the work we do and i appreciate that those are really sweet compliments <laughs> mr rogers at the bike world i love that actually um you know there's there's a lot of times when we have to drive so that everybody else can be safe and it's it's uh it's the one negative to what we do um all right you know, jim doing jim. bike repair nights out in uh uh, if we're doing bike repair out in Lake Elsinore, you know, the only way to get there is by driving. I can't yeah. Wow, you're working way out there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're doing stuff in Lake Elsinore and Moreno Valley, um, working in Orange County. Uh, and then, of course, you know, everything that's up here as well. So, you know, it's, it's a lot going on. And we just, uh, we just started a new program with Metro in their Adopt-A-Bike program uh, to redistribute all the bikes they collect off their system. Um, so we're in a monthly bike repair mode. So I've literally brought like 30 bikes to our facility over the last couple of days. Wow. Um, so whoa, I, that's whoa, me honking because the guy's about to like slam into me. Man, oh this my is just gosh. Like, embarrassing on bike talk. Oh, are we anyway. going to get a live, we're going to get, we're going to get a live like road rage incident. <laughs> yeah, so obviously no, no. video chat. We don't here. want that. Yeah, yeah no. that would be bad. I'm a driver advocate as well driver safety advocate i am i am i consider myself to be a driver safety advocate and i drive in what is called the hyper mile fashion where i'm not speeding up to red lights i'm trying not to stop so i'm timing lights and driving slower than normal slower than most <laughs> people on the road but i don't stop at red lights i don't stop at red lights so i save gas brake engine all that stuff yeah and, and you're, same probably with the lot, you're, you're probably a lot calmer because of this. Yes. You're just chilling down the road 
you know, I mean, you know, let's face it, we all have to drive, right? I mean, there's, that's the reality of Los Angeles. I'd love to get by only on a bike, but I just don't think that's the reality we live in. There are times when, you know, you just need to be somewhere and a car is, is your, your, sadly, your best mode. However, most of the time, we're biking. <laughs> you know I'm what? Not, you know, it's, 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 it's important to it's important to look at why that is. You know, it's like oh, we've well, invested we've invested probably a trillion or more dollars just in the state of California on yeah. roads and infant. Right. It's got to be sure. at least a trillion dollars. Yeah. I mean, but that's be multiple. You, trillions. You, oh, yeah, yeah. That's only part of it, though. I mean, you know, if I'm like I said, if I'm hauling gear and equipment and stuff to events, I have no option. I'm taking my dad. What would they do? What would they do in like Europe? What would they do in Europe? You know, it's like they have a robust train system. Could it be done on train? No. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, like for instance, when we do our bike repair, and this is true with any event, right? I mean, you know, if you're hosting a festival of some sort, you're going to have a truck filled with tables and canopies and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's just no way around that unless you don't do any of that stuff and you just show a box of goodies and say, we're just handing stuff out and, you know, we can all get sunburned and heat stroke. Um, and that's all good. Um, but you know, I mean, for like, say, you know, if we're, if we're doing a repair day, for instance, I've got four mechanics on site. I can't expect them to sit in a hot parking lot, boiling the brains out for four or six hours. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just not cool. (laughs) Okay. 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 I agree. We're not arguing for the eradication of automobiles. We're just arguing for more equal infrastructure for pedestrians and cyclists today is one of those days so as embarrassing as this is (laughs) it's not embarrassing it's not embarrassing (laughs) it's not embarrassing at all it would be nice if there were uh you know more choices but we have to use the cars and in fact sometimes you need a van jim join me join me in driving in the hyper mile fashion in the hyper mind, I like that. You know, I, I will, I, I'm not, I'm not all the way there. Um, I know, time, you know what? It's so hard to get, why is know? it so hard to get advocates on board with hyper Nick, I have trained <laughs> you. I have shown you the way <laughs> me and Nick, yeah, I, when we leave the studio at KPFK, we get on their headphones. He's in his <laughs> car. I'm in mine and we're heading to the five freeway. And I hypermile and I coach him as he's hypermiling. And we don't stop for a single light. We <laughs> completely so keep going. We're getting in his so gas fun. mileage. What was your gas mileage again, Nick? Uh, 60. He nice. went from, what was it before? Like uh, 34. <laughs> to wow. 60. To That's 60. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I used to do that when I was driving the stick shift, right? Because you, you didn't want to shift. And so you right, drive right, like right, super right. carefully. And so you can just like coast or you'd break really gently, just downshifting instead of hitting the brake. Yeah. And it was like, it was like a skill, right? So to answer your question, I think the reason the hyper mile is so hard is the whole point people are in cars is they want to get somewhere quickly. <laughs> and so you're okay, asking but- them to like go slowly in the mode of transport that they think is the fastest. I know. And most people, it's counterintuitive. I want that. It it is completely counterintuitive. In fact, I experience sometimes road rage when I'm hypermiling in my car. People (laughs) lose their fucking minds. All the time. I just started driving again. You know, I'd stop driving. I just started driving again. I'm driving a V8. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm driving a Jeep. Why? What? I like to go Why? to these bike events all over the state and in Arizona and all that stuff. So I said, well, you know what? Let me just get the, the big bomber so I can just. Let me use as much gas as possible when I'm not on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and make up for it. I love it, Lynn. Wow. I'm no longer embarrassed. Hey, well, you know what? Yeah, I, we've I, outdone I, you, Jim. <laughs> for real. I'm so cheap. I do the I do the the coasting all the way through every traffic signal, and cars run up behind me, blamming on the horn, whip around, stare at me, and I'm just hey, this is a V8, man. I'm <laughs> Let me get a yay, yay. <laughs> Let me get I'll, a yay, I'll, yay. I'll go the opposite way on that. My my. I have I actually have this is going to be really funny in all this conversation. I actually have two cars. One is the one I haul a year in, but it doesn't get great mileage. So I can't do, you know, any standard driving, like picking my dad up from a doctor's appointment or going to a festival in Northern California or something like that. So my, my standard car is a hybrid and it gets around 50 miles to the gallon. And it's got that little mileage counter on it, right? So every time you're driving, you see exactly what your mileage is. And my goal is to always get it as high as possible so that, so I'm kind of like where you're at, Don. It's like I'm always driving, you know, as steady and as comfortably as I can. Because I know the more stop and go I do, the worse that mileage is. And I'm always trying yeah. to get the hover at 50 miles an hour. How can I, I mean, we... 50 miles okay. per I need to start a program where I'm teaching drivers how to drive correctly. Is this appropriate for bike talk? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. On bike talk, talk, we talk... We talk about bikes. No, but part of bike safety is that drivers need to of learn how to drive safe. When I'm hypermiling, when I'm hypermiling and I come across a cyclist, I'm going, this is what people have called it. I haven't person. this isn't something I made up. Like I didn't know the name of this before, but Alexis Lance told me it's called hypermiling. So I love it. I'm good. I'm going with it. And it seems to be something on the internet I looked up. But when I'm when I'm <laughs> hypermiling, which is all the time. Like when I come across cyclists, I'm almost not going faster than them. Like if I do yeah. pass them, it's like the differential yeah. speed is like yeah. maybe five miles an hour. Yeah. I'm and, with you. And, I do and also I'm a whole lot less stressed out because I've yeah. given up. I've given up. I'm like, okay, I'm not yeah. going to get there until this time. And I accept that. And hypermiling yeah. actually doesn't slow down your trip speed. It nope. just matches your... Yep. Speed with your average speed. Uh, yeah. Right, Lynn? Yep. Lynn? Yes, it does. And you yeah. don't waste money. You and that's a big thing right now. The economy is just what it is, and you only have so many dollars. And why would you throw them out the window on the road? You know, <laughs> you're speeding and, up to the red okay, light. Okay, right? but oh, to now, be you're, fair, now you're talking nonsense there. That no one, <laughs> you know, that no one buys. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's like the logic behind it all, right? It's like you should be as conservative as possible. But I honestly think that people get in their car and that's like an acceptable truth to them is gas is going to be what the cost is. You know, they don't care when it gets expensive. They'll cut dollars elsewhere because it, that's the reality is they have to drive and you have to drive. You have to buy the gas. It, it is what it is in their minds. And for the average American, that's probably not a big deal. But if, you're, if your income is really low, it's a huge deal. And that's the unfortunate thing is they don't often have choices like so many others do. And they get caught up in that whole, you know, they're stuck. They have no option. And so, you know, I want to say something about the income, though, because if you're commuting by car, you do have a certain income, you know, 
like know, the car yeah. the car does enable because we've designed society this way so that the car is like the number one priority the car does enable people to get to work and make money and and do you know like there's trades trades people traveling around fixing things and doing things like it enables people to make money the car is not something that will ever go away we're just we're just talking about yeah but it's a, it's you, a shame that if your if your income is low that you're in that reality and that's you know I, I completely blame our transit system for that you know if we had a better connected transit system people in in outlying areas where they can afford to live wouldn't have to drive on the freeway to get to their work in the city because they and they could save a pile of money by not having to do that but our transit system isn't up to speed and so really to them if they don't want to spend seven hours on a bus they're going to get a car and they're going to spend three hours in a car and that's unfortunate in all kinds of ways they don't get to choose to live near work and they don't get to choose to live near transit they don't have the option so many other do so that's where the transit's problem. You know, we're solving it a little bit with, with getting bikes to them so that they can, you know, at least get to a transit station maybe, or they can have an alternative, um, or in some cases it's their only option because it's free. Um, and that's like, you know, we need to have bigger discussions on that. I know everyone's talking equity and transportation is trying to be as equitable as it can, but it honestly, it, it cannot get there fast enough. It just simply can't. So, how do we fix that? How do we build out a system that's going to cost gazillions of dollars and do it in like five years? Yeah, I agree. I did some commuting. I, I live near LAX and I was I did a couple of freelance jobs. I was going all the way out to Huntington Beach, which wasn't so bad. And then I was going out to Laguna and I was going to Woodland Hills and yeah. I was using the bike and the trains. And it can be done, but I had a long commute, you know, in the morning. From, I had from to LAX to Woodland Hills by bike and by train? By bike Man, and train, yeah. That is well, no small task. <laughs> no, because you have to find a bus that's going to take you to a train. Yep. Or you have to just find all the streets that are going to get you to the train. So just get there to is, the There is a bike lane on Sepulveda from LAX that you can Most take. Most of the way, and then you kind of do a little shimmy sham over to Jefferson. Yeah. Where's the train, the train though? Last, yeah. Last year, is okay. the train, it, it, where is it? To, to the valley doesn't exist. Right. They need to do that. Uh, it, they're working on to it. Van yeah, Nuys. Yeah. Tunnel to Van Nuys. Tunnel to Van Nuys. Tunnel to Van Nuys. Yeah, this is like, like a hundred years, years project. Yeah. Like, fine. I don't care if I'm dead. They need to do it right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if I'm dead. They need to do it right. Basically, you have to ride into Westwood and jump on the bus that stops in Sepulveda. It, it needs to be okay, a tunnel that goes yeah. from it goes from Silmar to San Fernando to Paco, uh, not Pacoima, uh, Panorama City, Van Nuys, then Westwood, then yeah. down to Culver City. Yeah, and that's the I don't know where else. The Green Line or something. Yeah. To go yeah, to the yeah, Green Line. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Yeah, it needs to hook. It really should just hook all the way to LAX. Uh, yeah, but um, if, that's that. That would be the best I'd possible route if, you, if you're dead. <laughs> you know what is uh, yeah, true though? <laughs> what could happen immediately, but wet, without waiting? What could happen immediately is more express buses. 
that would work out just Buses fine because suck. it they, it it could happen Buses right away. Though. Like, yeah, and, and regional that, and transit. Right. I'm sorry, like, buses suck for regional transit. We need a subway, know, but like yes, okay, were, fine, fine, yes. Buses if there were some sure. express buses that only had like five stops or ten stops, uh, right? They, 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 at least you can get I, yeah, okay. Lynn's right. If they can do okay, the flyaway, okay. if they can do the, if they can do a flyaway and, and whisk people from the valley to the airport with minimal stoppage, and people are willing to pay that, why can't we have express buses that go from Culver City? all the way to the valley via support because i think it actually doesn't make sense. sense i don't think enough oh, yeah, people no. use it no I, i've used it i've used really? it oh, i've yeah. used it without I put the bike into the bottom and i jump okay. on the flyway to get where i'm all right. going all right yeah, yeah. if you well, can I mean, do it without stopping okay yeah. so do the bus through the sepulveda pass and then do the tunnel yeah. from van nuys to westwood yeah fly away to bet to van nuys airport and then jump off and then go wherever i'm gonna go I yeah, mean, if I was not. commuting out there, I would do the flyaway because yeah, the think, flyaway I, is actually pretty good. It's a beautiful, it's, it's, it's a beautiful ride. I mean, it's very comfortable. And it's only seven yeah. bucks. And right, you can exactly. plug up your phone and you can right. read your mail. So, or, but that's you know, one time better. I was so literally on the flyaway and I was talking on the phone and the driver told me to shut up. Yeah. Roadblock, you just proved our point. It's like you're willing to pay seven bucks to go from the airport to the to you know from Van Nuys to the airport for seven bucks why can't we do the same thing for the, for the masses going the opposite or going both ways along Sepulveda why not just have it Culver City that's why I want like the that's why I want the subway and, you know, the subway would totally do that no yeah, dude it's man it takes so long the, yeah we can take who so cares long. fuck you guys fuck both dude, of you guys if you all. preclude the, the generations of the future just because you want to live <laughs> no to I, see no, it is, come no, on this is not be it's selfish. not an either or this is a, a two parts a two part <laughs> response we should I have don't both. really mean that i love i both mean i come from yeah. chicago i grew up riding trains <laughs> and i rode trains everywhere i didn't really have to have a car i moved to la with a five-year-old car that only had three thousand miles on it the reason why was because you <laughs> drove the car to the train station and then jumped on the train. That sounds yeah. good. You know. Okay, but I want a train that goes from Westwood to Van Nuys. And and dude, you you can have that. We're not saying you can't. It's just you know you can build that train out over the next fifty years, and that's great. I know. That's isn't that sad that it's going to take that no long? Because like China could do it in like literally six months. China yeah, but there's no there's no reason we can't do those express buses literally tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just they're just they're just not that desirable. That's only just not. I think you just want to get to work. You kind of don't care. I mean, you get I to the because the thing is, like, it's a gamble because the bus, the bus is sitting in traffic a lot of the time because right, they so, can't so, do an express lane all the way through. All right, so you're 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 missing a little bit of the point there. So, I mean, first of all, I think the most undesirable part of the bus are the number of stops. You're never like just flowing along. It's it's hard mm -hmm. to like you're, you're constantly shuffling around in your seat. People are getting up and off. You can't just sit back and enjoy the ride like you can on a train. It's just it's different. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you okay. eliminate that. That's one barrier that's like undesirable. And two, yeah, you can commit a lane to just bus traffic. The city yeah. won't do it. I know. But there's no reason that they can't. They, they won't can. do it. They won't I know, do it. So, so it's not. Why won't they, they do it? Okay, this is what we got to get to the crux of. We got to get well, to this. Right. We got to figure this out. Yes, we can. We can talk about it. We can make progress on this. It could really work. It we can come really up with work. a strategy. Yeah, let's let's figure this out. It's How are we going to make them do it? 
if you work for one of the big corporations, they almost always have a carpool thing. And you sign up for the carpool thing and someone decides the person in the farthest residence is the van driver. And that person gets the big 12 van, 12 person van and picks up people only in their area and then gets to work. It worked out so well because, you know, it's only the first nine, 10 stops. Usually it's never 12 people in there. And then you're cruising all the way, the rest of the way to work. It worked out very well. And so I don't understand why we don't have more options like that. Even the mini buses. I think they just basically have to spend money on it, right? Like this costs money. So they got to spend the money. It's cheaper than boring a hole under the ground, worrying about dodging fault uh, lines. No, so no, I mean, no, it could no. be both. They got to, yeah, you know, and I don't. Primary, and I don't even think they, primary I, is they got to do the tunnel. It could be both. Yeah. A hundred years from now, they're going to be like, "Why in the fuck did they put the tunnel okay. under support?" Well, a hundred years from now, everybody's going to have their own little jetpacks, and it's all going to be a different ballgame. Or but, everybody you know, will telecommute. Yeah, I, you know, there's, there's, there's no reason to sure the, the van pool. Also, I mean, it's we're subsidizing. So oh my much. god, a van pool! Yeah. You got to be kidding me. I hate that. So Can you well imagine being really crammed in? Vans. Okay, I, I have a Oh friend. my god, the luxury vans. Well, yeah, I, you're riding I don't want to be like crammed vans. into a van. I listen, I don't want to be crammed into a van. Well, you're a uh, big dude. So. Around <laughs> random people. I just don't want to be crammed. Yes, I'm a big yeah, guy. You're a big I guy. like the subway hey, because I can walk around the subway and I can choose where I'm gonna stand. <laughs> yeah, a little van, I'm not gonna get in a little van. I'm not gonna do that. Right, well, you're not, I know you're other not, people won't either. I think I think what the key message is here is the city needs to get busy on developing as many options as possible. Because some people have no problems with that van, some people have no problems with the bus, some people love the train, some people are going to carpool. But you know, when we when we preclude with not providing options in a in a reasonable way, we leave everybody to okay, I'm just going to take my car, and that's what's got to shift. You, you know, we need to like get past this. Everything's about the car. And here's some cute little options for the the one percent that's willing to do okay it's absurd you know what the political reality needs to become is that cars they got to make it painful yes they are painful (laughs) no 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 it's not painful enough it needs the only way it's going to like have an effect that way is to make it extremely expensive you know like a full-on pay-as-you-go major toll road you got to make it undesirable right now it's free and you know except for the cost of the car and whatever your other stuff is but you know you can work around things like that so it's it you're right they have to make it painful they have to make it undesirable and until they do that you know it doesn't matter how many cars go electric um it doesn't matter how much ride sharing is out there we're still going to have a gazillion cars on the road which makes it harder for people to walk harder for people to bike and makes it undesirable to pick other options so um i'm gonna have to jump off in a couple of minutes so <laughs> Can I plug a program while we're here? Go for it. Did I get that option? All right. Yeah. So uh, I just want everyone to know that we are establishing um, our bike repair hub for the last year plus. We've been collecting bikes, refurbishing them, and getting them off the kids. And it's been great. Um, but largely, it's been run off my driveway. So we've just started um, our first bike hub where we've got some freight containers on private property loaded with bikes and tools and gear. And we're going to be doing regular bike repair um, and get these bikes off the kids. And also the program we're doing with Metro, where we're getting, we're repurposing bikes. They pull off their systems and get them um, out to people who desperately need them. Um, people like, for instance, that were incarcerated, 
um, and are just now re-entering um, the communities or adults and families at like Boys and Girls Clubs, for example, uh, where they have their transportation options are very limited. Um, and so we're really excited about this. Um, and we're, we're, we're underway as of tomorrow. And we have a GoFundMe campaign that you can find um, on our website to help fund parts of this program. Um, so our website for those who are listening and this GoFundMe is going to go for a while. So whether you listen to this live or you're listening to this on a podcast, you can go to www.walkmorebikemore.org and you'll see a link on the homepage or you just go to the donate page and GoFundMe is all there. So we're super psyched about this. We are also looking for bike mechanics. So if you are a good wrench and you want to volunteer or if you want to even get paid for your work, um, contact us through the website because we are interested in talking to you about all that. Well, I want to get paid for being a bike wrench in the valley. What's up? Uh, yeah, well, we're working on that. <laughs> okay. I think, Bob I think you're supposed to be working Bob on that. <laughs> Bob Bloomingfield. Anyway, Let's just go all out for Bob Bloomingfield. He, like it. they got the they got the grant. Like all right. it's insane. DeBoer Murphy was on last week telling us about the thirty-one million dollars that they got for like Canoga Park to have pedestrian and bike infrastructure that's amazing so with that i I have to i have to jump um thank you guys for the time and the the awesome conversations um i heard a door slam did you get out of your car work harder and doing what we're doing i've been sitting in my driveway for the last 15 minutes Okay. So my thanks, dog's Jim, going back, and my show. wife and daughter are wondering what the heck is going on. Aww. So, thank you for the thanks. time, guys. Um, Take care. And, uh, yeah, let's hook up soon. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Whoa, Nick. Okay. Nick has the sound effects. First time sound effects on Bike Talk. Laugh need... track, sound effects. Yeah, we need all that stuff. We need help. Okay, Who's, who do we, oh, Jesus H. Christ. Okay, that's loud. That's loud. Yeah, mix that Yeah, he's doing a lot of valuable work. And it is interesting too, this whole thing about economics. I know a lot of people that have one car at the house, you know, and have maybe five people, which is not, you know, that's not a crowded household, but it used to be five people, five cars, you know, before huh. the, the big recession. So you have to kind of figure out how you're going to divide up the resources, who gets to get dropped off, you know, what's the schedule going to be and, and who has to take the bike with them and, and get to the train, you know, and that's okay. It's no big deal. No big deal. No, I just have to make it work. It just it would have been nice if things, if the economy had cruised along, but it did tank and a lot of people ended up with them. Um, you know, tough situations. They had to just reconfigure their money and their time. <laughs> I like your background. What is that background right there? This is There's the like famous a big gate. gate at the top of Mandeville. Oh my gosh. This is, yeah. See, this is. Oh, that's you know, my, that's funny. The bike I think that we was jumped. stolen from me, but I love that bike. But we this rode up. We rode up. Uh, what is that? Mountain drive or something yeah. or mountain view on the other side. Yeah, we rode up as Wolfpack. We rode to the top, then we found a dirt road to go behind the Getty. We were riding on that, and then we arrived here and we had to jump that gate to get yeah. over. And then we took Mandeville Canyon down. Okay, yeah. that's the only time. There's, there's a whole series of, of trails back there. 
Can you uh, oh. explain what you're talking about? Oh, this gate is at the top of Mandeville Canyon. And Mandeville is one of our um, training ride rides. Uh, it is above sunset, just goes all the way to the top. This is the very end, it's a dead end. Um, and it's just a, a, just a common training ride. A lot of people do it Saturday mornings. Some people do it Tuesday mornings also. And what's really interesting about this gate and this house is that we've been riding up here for you know, 20 years or whatever. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger lives somewhere on Mandeville. And every now and then you'll see him. Get the hell out of here. really. No, you'll see him up there somewhere. And he'll, you know, say, hello, everybody. You know, he's a very nice man. And Who do we he got? rides around. He's very fit. Uh, so he's somewhere up on the canyon. I had a cousin that lived on the canyon. She was the um, president of uh, IBM South America. She lived on the canyon. There's a wow. famous couple of famous comedians on that canyon. Uh, so really that, nice that is place. like people a are very high chill. dollar nice area. Yeah. yeah. But this guy, this is the good story. This guy that lived at the end was watching us for years on the camera. So one Labor Day, we had probably 150 people at the top because it was the big holiday ride. And we're all laughing and talking and the gate suddenly slowly parts and it opens up and everyone's standing back thinking, oh my God, we're in trouble now. You know, we make too much noise and the guy, whoever owns this house is going to be mad. The guy comes out and he's just chit-chatting with us and he says, look, I've been watching you guys on camera for the past few years and this looks like you're having a lot of fun. I think I'm going to get a bike and I'm going to ride with you. Oh, no way. I'm telling you, the guy is just the greatest guy. Um, Sometimes there'll be a a plate of cookies out there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wait, so this is is the last house on Mandeville Canyon? The very top. Huh, okay. Okay, so that's... That must be like a crazy private residence. Okay, so we, I don't think... They're we're all, you know, they're all just different size houses. You know, my yeah, cousin yeah, had yeah. a normal house. You know, there's... I mean, these houses are like multi-million dollar houses. Like, these are... This is well, an insane neighborhood up here. There's, a, there's front houses that are normal size. And then there's back houses where you go down the skinny drive and it's secluded. The yeah. people in the back houses are the super rich. The people in the front houses, like my cousin, it was just a regular house. Those you are know, like the house. mega rich, and then there's the super rich behind them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. She, she works super hard, so she has a super nice house. Oh, but, I'm not. I'm not dissing. But anyway, yeah, I mean that, that's what this is. This is a very famous. Almost every cyclist that uh, does any training rides will recognize this gate. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Went out, took that, a picture and put it up there. How cool! Yeah. That's a very cool story. Very yeah, cool. And he's a very nice man. I have uh, nobody's seen anybody for a while because of the pandemic, but uh, I'm sure he's been riding on his own. What, what does he? Uh, what does he do? Tell us about him. Do you know anything about well, him? Well, you know, nobody really asked any private stuff. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Probably my age. Um, uh-huh. Maybe retired. Maybe not. He's super intelligent. Maybe he's a professor or something. Okay. Know, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Very the other cool. house that was on this moment, <laughs> this side was a UCLA professor because there's a driveway right there that goes up. And she also would come out all the time and she'd uh, have waters and stuff like that on the holidays. And she had a little sign in book and she would say, you know, just just little stuff, sign the book. And she was going to write a book about the book. So, you know. And she, oh, cool. I think, went to another university to teach. So she's not in that house anymore. I see. Oh, cool. You know, 
It's the community. The one thing that we get from this cycling is that we really build a community of of people that you don't really know what everybody does for a living. You just know what kind of bike they ride and how fast they're going. You know, (laughs) it's like, okay, we're going to go to Santa Barbara. Everybody meet here at 645 on Saturday. We're going to roll to Santa Barbara and take the train. So make your train reservation to come back because that's what we're going to do on Saturday. And you look up and 50 people are on the corner at the totem pole getting ready to roll Santa Barbara. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's the community. So you know? is it when is that happening again? When is, is it coming back or how yeah, you guys... whenever somebody decides to post it on Facebook? Okay. You know, sometimes the popular people will just decide and you kind of follow the people that usually post the rides. I would imagine like a Rashawn Bahati or Well, you know, it that's it just the kind of the hangout people, like, you know. I can't even name a name, but there's people that okay. you just kind of always see at the coffee shops and, you know, uh, you know that they're easygoing and fun to be with and they'll just post a ride and everybody will just jump in and go, you know, and come on back, you know, whenever you're going to come back, go to uh, San Diego like that all the time, take the Amtrak back, um, just messing around, you know, go through the canyons go up to the ski slopes over to the other side sometimes go santa clarita come back over end up somewhere in pasadena you know just going over the hill i've done that uh ride from lancaster yeah it was lancaster we were chasing the uh amgen tour absolutely um, that's i wore my amgen yeah we did that we did lancaster to santa clarita to Angela's yeah. forest over to Pasadena and uh, we caught the race or the race caught us. We started really early trying to get ahead of the race and we got to the top of Angela's crest where we saw them come over the top. Yeah. And then we chased them. It was really fun. That was so fun. That was a, that was like a wolf pack ride that Rich Bartlett organized. It's freezing in the morning though. We started like 5 a.m. or something. Yeah, you would be the perfect person to post one of those kind of rides again because everybody would show up and just say, oh, I know this dude. He's a cool guy and he's easygoing and he's a lot of fun and he's safe. He's not going to post a crazy ride where somebody's going to go over the side of the cliff or something nutty like that. So a person would show up and, and take the routes looking to go. Last weekend, we were riding through um, Mount Washington. One of our regular ride guys came up with a great route, and we went through Echo Park. We were some climbing fools. And up wow. Mount Washington, it was like a, a, a painful day, but it was a great day because we knew the guy that did the route slip always calculated the elevation gain, looked for the safe routes, the bailout spots, you download his ride off of um, ride with GPS and go. It's because he's a good guy. You know, you can ride with him. I love that. I love that. It's the community. It's just the community. You know, you, 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 could ask you know, me to do all girl rides for that same reason to just calculate the rides for a lot of bailout places because you know women always have stuff to do. You got to take the kids somewhere, so you can only ride for <laughs> hours. Or, you know, or you ride four you know, hours because you can going to dump the husband on Saturday, so you're going to ride four hours because he's playing like, golf. 
in like in like 10 years or 15 years or whatever of organizing bike rides i never thought of an escape uh bailout places that's that's um hmm, that's very interesting yeah sometimes you have to have like at least a midpoint bailout sometimes you have to have like four bailouts because the way, people just get tired. They had a the bad way I, day. Uh, yeah, the way I cramps, did it, uh, You know, the, the way I did it on Wolfpack was, I would do a three mile stop. I would only give out the route in pieces at each stop. Mm-hmm. So I would give out a three mile stop, like let's say sunset, left on uh, Broadway, stop at the uh, river the bridge over the river first stop three miles then at the second stop i do seven miles five to seven miles for the next stop which is further out and then at that stop i'll do 10 to 15 miles so then by then you're like 30 miles out there's no bailouts not at that point nope so then the next stop is back to Tangs, which is like a 30 mile ride. And people did it. People did oh, yeah. it. Some people bailed, but you know, we're not going anywhere that's not outside the city. So you have your bailout pretty much anywhere you want. Yeah, you if go- you're in the city, you can kind of get to a train or, or yeah, yeah. Get, you know, something like that if you really have a, a bad leg cramp day. You yeah, know, yeah, like- yeah. People can find their way. Yeah, I mean, when we go okay, I don't feel Diego, so bad because I was like bailouts. I never even thought about. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> when we go to San Diego, we would always make sure we would let people know, okay, it's two more miles to San Juan Capistrano if you need to get on the train or something like that, so people could pace nice. themselves and just go get on the Amtrak and go back home. I it love going happens, on rides where yeah. the where the ride leader is just like on it and prepared, and it's like so. Mm, it makes me trust that ride leader. So I love hearing that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy cycling so much. I love to, to go through ride with GPS and look at the routes and say, Oh, well, this one goes through the Canyon here and there. And this one, I know it's going to be cold on the way uh, downhill because you're on the other, on the ocean side of the, you know, of the route and on the way up on the Valley side, it's going to be super hot. And man, that's a, four bottle day or you know, two jackets wow. arm warmer wow. day or, or something wow. like that. It, it just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. People have different hobbies. I really enjoy the athleticism of the cycling and the different places I get to see, you know, I love it. You know, I, I was I just talking with uh, Joni Young today yeah. on Facebook that um, cycling actually makes Los Angeles feel like more like a like a country in Europe or something just from my like yeah. small country small country where yeah. uh, you're going because when you go visit like some small country somewhere they're smaller than the county of Los Angeles sometimes the whole country yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they travel by train between all their little towns and cities and stuff and also car but they also have like bike mm-hmm. like bike highways and things and uh it could be that way here it just it's it's slowly creeping towards that but it should be accelerated we should get more stuff quicker 
somehow, I don't know how, lawsuit. We talked to Josh Cohen about the lawsuit. That's not going to happen, I guess, or maybe it will. I don't know. There's got to be a way to the fucking city somehow, but I don't know. It's and just then, such a shame. The weather is so wonderful, and it it's never really cold or really hot or to a point where you cannot ride. You can always adapt in some way and get out on the bike. And from one place to another really isn't that far. I mean, 12 miles on a bike is not a big deal. It's not a big years, deal. You know? <laughs> it's crazy that that's not a big deal. Like you think yeah. in the beginning when you're first doing it, it's a big deal. But, uh, you know, it's not a big deal to go 12 no. miles. I mean, no. That's like an hour of riding for a lot of people. So for a lot of people, and it's an hour of enjoying the ride. And you don't have be. to buy a health club membership either. You just go enjoy the ride. And you feel so chipper when yep. you're. It, I did that. I did a commute from Los Feliz to El Segundo for oh, wow. about a half half a year. Yeah. And I drove, but I took the train, which was nuts. That was like red line green, red line blue yeah, line green. Yeah, that's a crazy line. route. You have to go and far they, out to go I back mean, But down. it was all train. It was all yeah. train, which is what, what I could ask for. But they always fucked up the transfers. Like you'd arrive at the station just as the other one's leaving. And then you yeah. got to wait 20 minutes for the next train. So you've lost 20 minutes in commute time because the trains can just like stop and let and everybody wait. switch. Yeah. yeah. Like they do in Europe, you know? Stupid. Yeah, just wait. It's just like, like little things like that. You're just like Metro. I want to like grab you and joke you somehow or something and make you do this right i don't understand when you look at the charts the trains should be going off on time and you should be able to make the train and it always seems like someone is saying oh i'm i'm late i have to leave the train behind me is the one that's supposed to meet you well if you're already late why don't you just be like 30 you know okay 30 seconds more (laughs) Then change the frequency. Then make the train behind you five minutes away instead yeah, just of twenty minutes train. away. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the morning commute. Make it five minutes away. Like, yeah. Then I won't worry about it. Yep. I don't know if these guys have leeway to do that, and I don't know how the trains. Yeah, you know, I don't know how that goes. But this the- goes back to that hundred years thing that I was talking about with the Van Nuys to Westwood Tunnel. Is somebody? decades ago when all this stuff started didn't build it right they didn't double track they didn't do a bunch of stuff that they needed to do to make five minute headways possible it would seem to me because right now it's 20 minute headways a lot of times and the buses are even worse yeah if you miss one you're late for work you could get fired you could lose like a half an hour and you could lose your job yeah, you lose your job. One of yeah. the reasons why I got into this whole thing with um, LACBC was because I was working in El Segundo. I was working for a firm uh, during oh, the get worst... Krista. Pardon me. Hold on, really. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. Krista is on. Let's get her in here. Krista okay, Nicole great. Carlson, come on, on. We I want to get everybody in that's on the queue. There she, there is. she is. Oh my gosh, she's like one of the raddest people on the earth. Hi, Krista. You're on Welcome mute. to the show. Is she on mute? No, she's. There you go. Did there we go. go. There you go. There <laughs> I muted myself. Awesome. How's Yay. it going? How's it going? Good, good. We're just sitting here chatting. <laughs> nice. We we had no guests, so now we have a lot of guests. Woo! 
Yeah, at this Friday is exciting. Party. Given. So Krista's up in in Oregon. Krista, give us give us a two or three sentence bio for the audience. Um, I wake up and there are bikes, and I go to sleep and there are bikes, and they're just all around me. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been talking recently about how I can't get out of the bike industry. Um, oh really? It's not such a bad thing, but yeah, <laughs> there's there's and, worse worse things to be doing. Yeah, we don't want you out of the bike industry. <laughs> in the Pack bike up industry. Wait, yeah. who's that? Who? who? Somebody said I'm, something. I'm trying to get a sound effect here, but there was a commercial. Hi, Krista. Uh, Hi, Nick. Good to see you. I didn't know you were in Oregon. Yep. I've been living up here for four years. It's been wow. a minute. Yeah. Wow. You like it? You're going to stay? Yes. Yeah, wow. I like it up here. It's beautiful. Um, oh and I can I can get on my bike and be by the river in 10 minutes. And oh, my like, God. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's, That's pro nice. level. Yeah, good job, Nick. Nick's had samples now. I appreciated that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're coming up there, so maybe we'll uh, say hi. Oh, rad. That's awesome. Definitely do. You know, one time we did take, uh, we went up to Eastern Oregon and rode back here. <laughs> it was beautiful. Wow. Wow. Oregon was so beautiful. I was just in tears. I was just looking around at the eagles and the trees. And, oh, oh my man. gosh. I love Oregon. I love Portland. I love riding around Portland, the river, all that shit. It's so cool. You're so lucky, Krista. I love LA. I do love LA, but you know, for being a, for being a cyclist, <laughs> uh, Portland has a lot to offer. Oregon has a lot to offer. Do they still have the drinking fountains that flow all the time in downtown Portland? Uh, well, not at the moment. Oh, really? I mean, hold on, my cat's in. Hey. Oh. <laughs> you know he's being an absolute maniac he's like trying to scratch on my jackets and climb the curtains he's hey kitty, kitty. Hey. 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 yeah i remember um, blowing water fountains from the midwest there's all that water they have <laughs> yeah here in la in the desert <laughs> i guess they took that away because of covid right now right well, things are a little different. Yeah, it's different everywhere, I guess, huh? Look at the kitty. So cute. Oh, what a sweetheart. This guy hasn't been on a bike yet, but I did get him a backpack. And uh, I'm going to hijack bike talk right now because I got him a backpack and we've been traveling. He's been doing really good on the road. Can you guys hear my dog barking in the background? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that? though. It kind of 
It kind of adds an ambiance to it. It's oh, fun. no, I'm sorry. I kept turning on the hitting the mute button thinking it was. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. It's all good. I love the sound of the dog. It sort of breaks up the a bossy dog. That's what <laughs> no. telling everybody in the neighborhood what to do. <laughs> yeah, I hear Oregon is just utopia for cycling. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> um, I was in I was in LA kind of recently and um, one of the things that is nicer there is that all the all the cyclists will say hello and be super friendly in LA <laughs> and here it's just so normal to ride a bike that nobody has to acknowledge you because you're just doing the normal thing um that's a you'd, you'd probably you'd probably it's probably gets tiring like waving at all the cyclists because there's yeah. so many right <laughs> yeah so you're just like yeah i totally get that totally get that. that that was one of the things like when midnight riders was like first starting i went on a trip to the netherlands and i was like oh my god we could start a midnight riders in the netherlands there's so many bike riders and I was talking to people, and they were just like, why would we go on a group ride when we already ride bikes <laughs> all the time? I was like, oh, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's an interesting question that, you know, how is a scene, how is a bike scene different when it's a car culture, when it's more of a car culture? We're the, we're the, uh, the, rebels to you know we're going against the grain and that makes it fun and pernicious and audacious and whatever bodacious mm -hmm. to ride bikes together and you kind of felt like um i felt like kind of a nerd sometimes like in the eyes of car drivers or something they see like a bunch of people in costumes riding by and then it felt a little bit nerdy sometimes, but I was just like, fuck it. Like, I love this. Like, Yeah, well, nerds, as we know, are actually the best people. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, not all <laughs> nerds, but I mean, you know. All nerds. <laughs> I mean, there are nerds who also like send uh, mail bombs and stuff. Too. Oh my God, Nick! Way to bring the dark cloud and rain into the I'll show. Go back on like, I'll go back on you. I'll go back. Crazy. Well, let's not talk it's, about those. I nerds. guess you. I guess you do have a point that these. Those are the scary crazy, ones. It's crazy, anarchists on bikes with dynamite in them. Oh, don't say. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Those are not normal people. No. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time we saw a bike rider like do? Um, let's not get into it. Yeah, let's not even get into it. I don't remember. But yet, you know what? An interesting point. One of the the groups of people that really taught me how to ride were the students at University of Chicago. So I was riding along on this this ten speed is what they used to call them, and I would cut through the University of Chicago area on my way to the lakefront. And uh, I saw some guys, they were all riding and they said, hey, kid, you know, they call me kid or they call me squirt. You know, where are you going? 
and I tell them where I'm going and we'll take this street, take that street. This is safe. This is not safe. And so I would come back every Saturday and, and kind of meet up with these guys and they, they adjusted my bike. They taught me how to ride. They taught me how to race. They were students at the University of Chicago. They didn't have to talk to me at all, but they talked to me like they were my brothers, you know, like they were being my big brother. And their biggest tip was for me, because I was probably 80 pounds back then, was to drink some Dr. Pepper before a race. <laughs> So I could get enough sugar and caffeine to actually win. <laughs> but this, you know, the cycling community, the cycling community is everything. You know, most cyclists I've ever known were just, you know, enjoying the great outdoors. They weren't, they weren't nutty, just enjoying the, the beauty of the outside world. Not throwing dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Way to go, Nick. Maybe we can edit that out, actually, to cross oh, off one of the bike talk like, bingo. I yeah, Nick always like comes in with the the zinger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, I, I awesome. think being being in a car centric city and riding a bike uh, makes it a little more celebratory because you know that you're living better than most of the people around you man you're enjoying the trip you know yeah. stop and see your friends chat with the neighbors you know you learn the whole community that way the community certainly learns who you are because they see you on the bike all the time and you become sort of a safe community member they feel like they really know you and you know can talk to you about different things like you know what about that, uh, you know, trash truck? Is it, why is it late? You know, I mean, just whatever. <laughs> just you've become a safe community member and, and kind of a stabilizing force in the community. Otherwise, people are <laughs> in the house or in the car. They don't talk. I love how we um, talk up cyclists. Like, we're just like, so the cyclists are the... Uh, Midway point between humankind and pure energy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, I've always enjoyed just being out and being able to see people and, totally. just, and just chat. You know, in the car, you, you miss that whole thing. You miss that whole socialization thing. You just. Also, I want to say that. You're reducing a lot of expenses in your life by reducing driving or not driving at all or not owning a car. Not, not owning a car means you have an extra, like, minimum extra $4,000 a year. Like, yeah. if you don't have a car, that minimum $4,000 extra a year. That's, you know, the average people, the average amount of money people spend on cars is 10000 a year. And, uh, you just gain so much time and resource by not driving a car. It's so crazy. And that's more vacation money. <laughs> yeah, a, right. A plane ticket, another few plane tickets. But uh, Oregon, wow. <laughs> um, Maybe Krista. it's timing. Who I haven't seen in so long. I'm so stoked to see you. 
tell us about the local bike scene in your world. Just give us a little slice of life. Um, um, yeah. I, I mean, you might be disappointed. Um, I think. Are you still playing bike polo? Well, yes and no. Um, okay. Yeah, we're going to restart. We're going to start playing again. But we haven't been playing for the past year. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think that's something we're all looking forward to. Um, definitely, like, things are looking up on the horizon. Um, we're all trying to, you know, be patient and get to that place. Um, we have to get used to playing mast, mm. which is different, and touching each other less because <laughs> Paul is very contact um <laughs> and and sweaty and all that stuff so trying to just figure out how to make it safer and still fun um i have been doing a lot more gravel riding a lot more riding on dirt roads and in the forest and there's just lots of woods around here and I can even just go to Forest Park and ride in the city um, which is an awesome awesome resource that we have. We also have Savi Island here which is just barely outside Portland um, so people like to ride over the St. John's Bridge and over to Savi Island um and around the island which is nice the island has farms and beaches and some like wildlife on it um it's nice to be somewhere where you don't have to go very far at all to get out of the the urban landscape um yeah why are we here why are we in <laughs> why are we in los angeles I don't know. I don't know. For the tacos. What's the rent? What's the rent like up there? Is it crazy or? Um, it's not. It's not too terrible. Okay. Um, people, people aren't rushing up there from California and driving up the rents. I think they are, um, but it's still. <laughs> it's still I mean, okay to get in. Yeah, it's still okay. Um, I think that I think that a lot of rents have kind of dropped recently because it's hard to rent things now. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people are moving into vans. Mm. Um, and just, you know, moving into van life or trying to figure out some way to not pay rent anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or mortgage, that kind of situation. To have more money for bikes. It's like it's all about how do we how do we it, it, fund our bike collection. It blows my mind that we have this earth and we still have to buy a place on the earth. Like it wasn't our fault that we're here. Like the earth produced us and we still have to uh, pay exorbitant amounts of money to rent land. Like we should just all have a piece of land 
That's something. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. I, feel like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, somebody's here. Is it Brian? There's Brian. Hey. Yeah, I hopped in right when you were talking about, you know, if people need land and like, why is it so expensive to live? I live in a camper, man. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. <laughs> Buy some land no. or make friends with somebody that has land. Get a camper and a long extension cord. End of story. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, yeah. At There's least a point. Just I mean, seventeen yeah. feet of just wonderfulness. All mine. What's the cutoff? That's awesome. What's the cutoff, Lynn? Oh, just to how much you spend per month just to to live. I mean, you know, have friends that have seven thousand dollar month mortgages, and I just think, okay, fine. I couldn't do it, but you know, that's that's what they do. To me, that's like there's a cutoff point of I would just say, you know what, I got to do something really different. This is too much. This is too much of the income. I gotta have bike money, like, <laughs> like you said. It's got to be bike money and fun money and got to do something different, like get the camper or something, make a change. Where are you, Brian? Uh, I'm in Portland. Ah. Do you know Krista? Do With Krista. Krista. I've heard of her. I've heard of them. Joking. Yeah, we're pals. <laughs> The usual suspects. Sometimes we play bike polo. Sometimes is this another? Krista is one of my favorite people on earth. Like, I'm alive because of Krista. Hmm. That's a huge compliment. Huge compliment. Um. Yeah. Do you guys? I ride bikes because of Dawn. <laughs> So uh, can you, uh, how did that, like with uh, Midnight Riders, is that why? Uh, yeah, I think my first one was like 2008 or so. Isn't that, is that, now what, what is it, the, the 2008 and for some reason, what happened in 2008 in the bike scene in Los Angeles? Uh, we were still meeting at Pioneer's Chicken. I mean, that's all I can really think that's very, dip, that's different about it. In Echo Park. Yeah, yeah. And then you were, you just, you saw that and you got a bike or how did that work? Uh, I was commuting at the time anyway from like Highland Park to downtown LA for work. And it was really because, you know what happened that year actually? The bus strike. That's what happened. Um, one of the many. They were striking. So I was riding to work because I worked at 4.30 in the morning. And then I had a friend who was like, hey, come do this bike thing. I didn't think I could do it. 18 miles later, I was like, are we, we're done? Like, yeah. I'm drunk. This was great. See you guys in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. I wonder what impact Midnight Riders had on uh, the world, if you could somehow map it. I, it'd be really really cool thing to see on a map wise for me i mean it actually drastically changed my life most of my bad tattoos are from bikes um but 
I met most of my close friends. I live in Portland because of because I played bike polo. Just bike culture that like you know seeped into my life is all because of midnight riders. Weird. How come bike polo isn't like an, an Olympic sport yet? We drink too much beer. Uh, like during the game? <laughs> yes, during the game. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that'll. <laughs> I mean, I think some people take it a little more serious. I. Where's my plug? Brian, we're hanging on your every word here. For about a year, and then I rode for state after that. And it was cool getting free stuff from them. But what I wanted was them to put money into our game, you know? What do you mean? Which did not happen. I mean, you know, when you look at like, you know, X Games or any of those sports that are outside of like the big official stuff, I mean, the whole thing just looks like, you know, ad revenue put everywhere because that's what grows a sport, sadly, is, you know, corporations investing in it. And, um, I was trying to get those bike companies to like come put the money into us, but I don't know. We're a hard sell. Hmm. That's, that's, that's a hard sell. That's a hard sell. The, these, it's like, you got to go to like the, the mega corporations, like your soda manufacturers and like energy drink people or something to get the kind of money to do like a bike polo league that would be interesting to do like a whole televised bike polo what we have done is live stream youtube live streams so we've been able to do that um how's how's the production do you guys have like announcers and things like that or yeah, it's hilarious. You got to watch like our next tournament. We have commentators okay. and they cool, are cool. the most amateur, brilliant commentators <laughs> with with some of the like most expert level heckles and and sometimes true or fictional uh, background information about the players. It's up to you to decide. <laughs> Vicious rumors. Uh, I could see Donnie Pepper being a being a host as well. He'd be funny. Has he done any? I feel like I've watched. I've li- I watched a game where he was talking in the background. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I think he probably did some commentating at NAs at the North Americans a couple years ago. Do you guys know the pedal junkies in Fresno? Yeah, right. Of course. Oh yeah, that- their family. Yeah. Yeah, I love okay. T so much. <laughs> we had them on. They, they, we were sold on Fresno. We were like talking about doing a road trip, and that's how good he is. He sold you on Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been there, and like he's sorry, but he's the him and Sarah. The only things I love about that city, um, the rest wow. of it's okay. Old okay, ladies actually- would mean mug me. Like church ladies would look at you on the street, like what. But there's also a part of Fresno that looks like Pasadena. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't picture them having big trees. Yeah, there, I was going to say there trees. Are some, there are some trees out there. Hmm. T, T and Sada would show you around. I mean, we, we were looking on Google. Go. We could see a lot of things on Google. So. 
I don't know. I was sold. Maybe it was, you know, I don't know. I had some edibles or something. I was I mean, totally I, sold on, on Fresno. We were talking about going. We were definitely going to go up there. It's the bike communities building up there. You know, he's not just doing bike polo. He's like getting people together to clean up the streets of the cities, doing these things where they teach kids bike safety. Like, that guy needs a cape. Like, right on. I mean, like, you put in some work, but I would say that dude rivals like what you were doing back in the day. Like, Wow. Don, have, uh, you, have you ever, have you met T before? Was that your first time? I think, I feel like I've met him before, but um, that was our first time really getting to know him. And, and what, what was his, his girlfriend's name? Was that Sada. the one that we had on? What was Sada. it? Sada? Okay. Uh, S-A-R-A. Sada. Um, she was on too, right? Nick, was that the other? That was um, like on the a names. month ago. A month ago. Yeah. But she was on. Yeah. They, they were great. They were like really personable. And like I said, they sold us on Fresno. It was crazy. Are we still sold, Nick? Are we going to go up there? I mean, Do you it. know. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Hey, it's Karen. Hey, we have Karen. Karen is on the phone. Karen. Oh, hi, Karen. How are you? How are you? Karen rides like century almost, right, Karen? I'm going inside because uh, right. there's too much noise. Don't you ride like 70 miles just like on a whim? Are you talking to me? Well, is that a problem? Or? Uh, I have hardly biked at all for the last two months because I've been recovering from an injury, so I can't do 70 miles right now. <laughs> oh, who, whose uh, feline is that? That's my kitty. Oh. Yeah. I want to train my cat um, to go on the bike, but I realize with semi-feral cats, that's probably never going to happen. Really? Because that's my dream too. Is that not possible? Well, I think anything's possible, but um, one one of our we got two cats, and one of them still two and a half years later won't let us touch her. The other one is affectionate, and I've tried to train him to go in a harness and go for a walk, but he really doesn't like it. But then I read a book about how I was I was doing it too fast. You have to do it really gradually, and I don't have the patience. So Lynn, I like your background. Yeah, this is the Mandeville, you know. Well, I recognize the gate, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great backdrop for bike talk. Yeah, that's the bike bike. bike that I used to have. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you guys talk about? Um, I was surprised you're still going. Didn't you start like at six? Yeah, we yeah. Nobody had anything Uh, to do, huh? But eight already. That's that's, that's kind of how it is. That's how I always yeah. miss it because we eat dinner and then I, I forget all about it. But uh, then we were sitting there and shooting the shit after dinner, and I realized, oh, bike talk. Bike talk. We could we could do like a yoga type of tai chi, <laughs> sort of stretchy, talk. stretchy kind of bike talk. Where uh, love it. Hey, it might work. We, 
got a good buddy that started his online training business. He's a regular trainer and everybody's, they don't want to come back to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I tried to join a gym twice in my life and both were total bombs, total ripoffs. I was a member, I was forced to be a member for like three years and I went maybe five times total. It's horrible. I used to pay for a, a monthly membership at a gym and, and I called it my, my $60 workout because at the end of the month, I'd go, oh man, I haven't used it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, kind of crazy. That I wasn't going to be into fitness until I found this bike riding thing. Somehow riding on like Wolfpack or whatever fast became meaningful and therefore it was something I would do. Like lifting weights in a gym is just like mindless like not meaningful Boring. but riding through the city and adventuring and experiencing and meeting people and all that stuff was meaningful so that's how i got into fitness that way i saw an old picture of me like when i was actively riding all the time and didn't realize at the time how fit i was compared to now like i'm looking at that picture and i'm like bruce lee like two (laughs) percent body fat and now I'm like borderline dad bod. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why didn't I? I looked great. Shit. Like. Eh, oh, well. Hey, oh, you know. It, it, I mean, look at look at Lynn. She's. Oh, Lynn, hey. You are in shape. So I've. Uh, unreal. I want to, you know, I want to be there someday. It's. I've got to get fit again. I, I was super fit, but I think with the pandemic, a lot of people were just staying close. You know, if you didn't have to go to the office, you just kind of stay in the house. I actually ended up, I went with a, a very small group of people, three people bike riding, and we were doing this social distancing. You know, we weren't wearing masks when we were riding, but, you know, we were being safe. And um, we just went on these rides and it started getting crazier and crazier. We, at the end of the day, we did a century up and yeah. down the coast and we were in shape during COVID, fuck it. But we just <laughs> kept to ourselves like a small, literally two other people, Blanca and Jeff. And we just were riding like, like crazy. It was really cool. That's great. I wish. A lot of my friends were riding around town. They were going through LAX, which was completely shut down, you know, riding through the middle of that whole oval area, not a car in the whole place. You, you could know, have set up a criterion. Pardon me? You guys could have set up a criterion to go right through there. Big race. Well, they basically, there's a lot of video. Uh, you could see it on, on, you know, YouTube. A lot of people took video because it was just almost impossible. How do you do that? You know, they're riding five across, <laughs> going around LAX. So it's just, it'll never happen again. So people were going out just to do it, you know. And I, I didn't go. I'm so close, but I didn't go because I was here being grandma and uh, had to watch the baby, make sure everybody was safe and you know that's what i did during this whole time so good for you but i wish i was in that's super beautiful. shape i'm gonna get in super shape again at one but point you've been riding with la's beats with the the lemley riders right 
yeah, we went out and we did a, a good ride last weekend too. And, and tomorrow or Sunday is going to be a good ride, but, you know, just trying to find some decent rides that are fun and the people are good people. And, you know what I mean? Just enjoying the bike. Well, I'm going to try getting out tomorrow, but I'm going to ride real slow. Going to do the flats. See what I can do. Yeah, Frank there's Wayne. actually a ride going out tomorrow at 8 a.m. I was going to jump in. I've got a, I'll send it to you as soon as I, I look for it again. But it's supposed to be a, you know, just a, a nice pace Saturday ride, coffee ride. Cool. Do. Over on the west side. Yeah, it's a West Side ride, and I've got to send the link. I think it's, uh, I can't even remember the intersections now, but it, it's, there's a lot of groups now that are coming out again and scheduling just coffee rides and just fun stuff, you know. We oh. used to do a crazy fast ride every Saturday morning, but everybody had to be home by noon, you know, to have different responsibilities. So we were, it was a fast, fast ride so you could get out and get back. Had to be back by noon. I love the sound of that. What's up yeah. with that? Let's start that up again. Well, you know, that was one of those things where the you have to switch off babysitting or someone has to be at work or, you know, there's a responsibility and you just have to cut off what you're doing and get back home. So I see. It was great. Just get out and ride fast, get all the way up to, you know, like to Mescal and turn around, come back and, you know, just fast. Those rides always scare me. I'm scared to ride now because of cars. It sucks. Like, I don't, I don't know. I live out in the valley and the, the streets out here are designed stupid. And, um, <laughs> the farm super streets. wide. The cars go fast. The cars go fast. They go really fast and they're just stupid. Like, People aren't paying attention and they don't recognize your right to be there. Yeah. I mean, there's good drivers too. Like there's good people. I, I do ride around, but I, it's it's sketchy because the, the speeds are really fast. There's a long distance between lights and stuff. So I usually just ride up into the hills and stay away from traffic these days, I guess. I miss I miss living in Hollywood where you could just ride anywhere and not drive for like weeks. It's cool. Yeah. Well, um, it's already seven thirty-five. So look at the cat. Look at the tail on Nicole's. <laughs> Krista's uh, Chris and Nicole's. Uh, one. I think you oh, missed him climbing over my shoulder. Yeah, he totally missed what that. What a sweetheart. He's being oh. introspective. And, uh... <laughs> I know, I was looking off into the distance and not paying attention, sorry. Actually, I actually have a question for you, Don. Mm -hmm. You might, like we did, you set up like a, a bunch of us to be extras in like on like a TV show. We like right over there <laughs> on uh, Spring and 8th Street shooting something in like 2018. That must have been the Facebook ad. You, do you remember what the show was at all, though? I, I, I know it's Search of the Bee. Um, it's like a detective show. And I've been trying to find the scene that we oh, shot. The, oh, that one. Uh, Bosch. That was Bosch. That's on you know Amazon. Do yeah. you know what episode or season? No, though? I don't. 
Uh, okay. I maybe could look it up in my emails. Yeah, boss. I think it's season three. I've been like on Prime trying to like click through to find that scene, but I don't even think I was in that shit, was I? I didn't even fucking ride, did I? You did I ride? you were there at the setup spot with us because I brought the candle and they almost like kicked half of people, us out. People were getting paid on that shit. Like if you got into the final round, you would get paid or something. Like, right? Yeah, did you get paid? You get no, paid. we just I think we all get paid. I just I mean they had like I don't know, 30 of us there. They wanted us to look bike punk. So it was very Angelo esque <laughs> in its appearance. Perfect. The amount of hours that they have you do on those film shoots. The thing is, is nobody's there to become like a, like a Hollywood star. Like we're literally just people that ride bikes and they need people that ride bikes and they need authentic people. So they would hire people like us. Like on the Dickies commercial, we hung out in the parking lot for two hours afterwards eating all the crap, so to speak. And so, you know, like some people were partaking. And yeah. And then the, finally the security guard kicked us out. But we got paid for that Dickies commercial. Both, I, I assumed you guys got paid for Bosch too, right? You got your check? I think I remember getting a check. It's like a couple hundred. I mean, because of bike polo, I did like four different commercials or movies in like 2000, like, Wow, I, I was in an iPhone commercial and I got cut, but I still got fifteen hundred bucks for it. That's wow. Nice. I didn't get the the residuals though, so I lost out on seventeen grand. But I got fifteen hundred for six hours of sitting there. Yeah, residuals are everything. You can make money forever. I was in the Dickies commercial and my face was on for less than a half second probably maybe even a half second I got paid 10 grand actually wow the checks kept coming I didn't understand what was going on because uh, oh it smells yeah it was nuts why am I saying that on air I guess I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, so long ago that's the way that was that was that was like the best thing that happened to me in like a long time it was just like coming home and there'd be checks like residuals and i was like am i pursuing the right thing in life like should i be like going out for more commercials so i went on some more auditions i got this agent who was a friend of mine and she put me on auditions and it just was not my scene i tried like maybe five times and i was just like fuck it I can't do this. Yeah. Almost well, everybody like in LA is on some TV, you know, or, or movies. It's easy to pick up a little cash. A little cash in there, a little cash yeah, in cash. Little, you know, not take it seriously. Just. <laughs> but you know. it's a really weird scene when you're not an actor and you're you're just like a bike nerd. Like when I, when I went with the <laughs> iPhone thing, they brought me in because they saw us at Bike Polo and it kind of changed. That's sort of a salty story with Polo. It changed into a messenger story and I got picked up. And when I went to the place to meet the actor that was going to be with me, there were a whole bunch of casting people and everybody there, their small talk was who's your agent and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I actually took my lunch off of my career job to come there and do the thing and leave. And so I kind of had this, I'm a real bike person ego mixed with like, I'm not an actor like you. And it was weird who's your agent? Who do you work with? And I'm like, I don't. And uh, I got to get back because my packages are going to be late. And I just left. Like they called right. me later. And they're like, <laughs> I'm an actual. Like, yeah, you're person. the guy. 
I'm a but then I got cut from the commercial anyway. So what does that prove? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I've done a few commercials too, and it, it's just okay. Took the money, put it in the bank. You know, take it seriously. You get your heart broken. Don't take it seriously. Just okay. It's a job. We just have to not listen to them. On that one, I would have had to sign SAG to do a commercial after that. And all the people from the casting agency were like, you're going to be the next best, next big thing. You know, you, 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 this, you, that. And I even told them, I'm like, I, I'm not Hollywood attract. I got like Steve Buscemi teeth, you know? And they're like, will you be like the bike Steve Buscemi? And I'm like, I don't believe you. That could it's work, not- whatever, man. You know, hey, if there's a, if you could do it, do it. Hollywood smile. Where Get that money, it? son. When we did our banana boot, boat shoot uh, for bike polo, I used that money to quit my job and go on a bike tour. Yeah, it's good money. I fucking love that you did that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, just, I wish yes. I could do it again. <laughs> but it's I quit my money. job. I moved out of my apartment and I, I was <sighs> traveling for six months. We're, yeah. Okay, we got to do a show. We got to wrap this up, actually, the show, but we got to do a show. We're going to have you back, Krista. We're going to talk to you about that tour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Everything that led up to that. We're going to go into depth about that because that's a really interesting story right there. That's a whole thing. Bike tours. Yeah. So we'll have you back. Uh, Nick, are you still there? No. He looks like he's left the building. He left yeah, the building. Okay. You guys should bring in Louisiana for that conversation too, by the way. He toured for like a year and a half. We can do another one with Louisiana. I want to get, I want to do, yes, we'll do that too. So that we're definitely going to have uh, Krista on and tell us and take us through that tour. So uh, I'm going to sign off on Bike Talk. Um, Because my kitty is running around here and I got to bring her back in. And uh, it's 7.45, so we did a long show. We had no guests in the beginning. Everybody came on. You guys were all great. Thanks for coming on. It's been fun. I love every one of you. Like, I just want to do a group hug and the salt in the sea. What's that? It's so good to see your face. (laughs) It's good see your face too all right y'all brian lynn i don't know where nick is um we're gonna sign off okay uh bike talk on kpfk live stream right safe make good choices that's a bike talk theme and uh all right take care you guys Shows I care Every turn of the pedal Cleans the air Green in the green I'm saving the planet Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet No greenhouse gas A tiny carbon footprint Up your ass I'm on a motherfucking bike I'm on a motherfucking bike Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk If you want to hear more Go to kpfk.org Navigate to Programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the Archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. 
Our Twitter handle is Bike Talk PFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.